Namaste. So we'll, uh, there is a question which has been asked on meditation. So we'll take that up today, tonight. Um, but first a few things. Most often when we speak about spiritual living, our thoughts immediately come to meditation and its technique. We must understand that meditation has a very limited and a specific role in spiritual life. It is a role in normal life also. But spiritual life in its truest sense, deepest sense, is not dependent on meditation, though meditation can be an aspect of it. First thing is that. Second, not all are meant to do meditation and find the spiritual life. There are many other ways. One of the most powerful ways ever given to mankind is the gospel of karma yoga in the Gita. And if you see the Gita, meditation is given a very small place. There is a little Raj Goya Vidya Yoga, you'll see a little description of meditation. But that's it. There is a much more stress on remembrance of the divine, practice of equanimity, surrendering yourself, rejecting things, movements that come in the way of finding the divine, dependence on the divine, faith on the divine, certain attitudes, that is far more important. So we must understand that meditation is one of the way, not the only way, and may or may not be necessary for everybody. And the third important aspect is that meditation is not a technique. In fact, spiritual life is not a technique. Because we are so much living in a mechanical age, we believe that we push a button and God, like the genie in the bottle, will come before us. Well, if we are expecting God to behave like that, probably instead of God, we will get a genie in the bottle and that will be very dangerous. You know, so... He is, the divine is not depending on oh, what technique did he do. He is not like a schoolmaster. Did you do it right way? Did you sit correctly? See, how can I come to you? You didn't sit correctly. Your posture was not right. Did you sit straight? See, your back was little bent. How can I come to you? That's not how the divine is found who is utter freedom, vastness, infinity, love embodied. Bliss infinite. If by spiritual life we mean finding the divine, becoming one with the divine, which is the real sense of spiritual life, then he is not a slave to techniques. He can come to Shabri, whose only meditation was every day she is preparing, plucking the plums and keeping for a lord, cleaning the floor. One day he will come. And everybody laughed at her. And Rama did come and her life was changed. Besides, meditation is a process of the mind. But when we engage with the divine, we must engage wholeheartedly. The Gita uses a very wonderful term, Samagram Maam, know me fully, Sarva Bhavena. Not just the mind, mind may engage with God, but heart and life and body may be going their own way. Ravana did do a lot of meditation, ended up with we know what. So, meditation is a process of the mind 
And now when we zero in on to meditation, if somebody wants to take it, well, meditation has certain practical benefits, keeping this background in mind. And it may reap spiritual gains if one uses it rightly. Commonly what is advocated as meditation is only for practical purposes. Meaning thereby, we are caught up all the time in the whirlpool of what we call as life, which is a death. Yanisha Sarva Bhutanam Tasya Jagrati Sayami Running about like monkey and we thinking we are living. So time to time it is good to step back. So how do we step back? Meditation is a way of just stepping back from this whirlpool of life in which we are caught. It, it is a psychological equivalent to when people come to Nainital, Delhi is too much, let's take a break and come here. It is psychological equivalent to that. One steps back and then, and it is rejuvenating. Why? Simply because one has learned to step back from that current which was carrying one all the time where all kinds of energies were pouring in and all kinds of energies were going in God knows what direction. So it helps practically to make one feel little more fresh, little more rejuvenated. One of the meditation techniques which is uh, largely nowadays used in the West for this purpose of stepping back West, so it becomes very famous. Ask anybody, meditation, they will talk about mindfulness. Why? Because it has the stamp of America. Ask them where did mindfulness meditation start? Uh, they will name three names, American context. So what is mindfulness meditation? Leaving aside the term, which means whatever it means, it's just to sit quietly and observe your breath. It's the most elementary form of meditation. And it is there in Shiv Sutra. It describes it's very powerful for calming the mind. Why does it calm the mind? Suddenly again, you have put a reset button on your mental computer. Why? Because you're not letting it, you're keeping on drawing your attention to the breath. Don't do anything to the breath. Just observe the breath. So observing the breath helps a lot. One, because you have taken your mind away from this. And second, breath does have a relation to the mind. Sounds very strange. A little experiment we can do. Sleep on the left side and see what thoughts come. Switch to the right side and see what thoughts come. Very interesting. Why? Because... The right nostril currents are related to the left side of the brain. So when I want to shut down my analytical brain because it is acting too much, I means somebody wants to do it, then sleep on the right curvat. What happens? Left nostril current, the right brain is activated and you have a different kind of thought. So these are simple connections between breathing and the brain, it is connected. There is a whole network, actual wiring of the nervous system. Then there is another kind of process which is called as imagery. Now, all these are only practical forms of meditation which are good for anybody that gives a kind of health rejuvenation. How much to do it depends. 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Not to do it. long stretches of meditation is never a very good uh, sign. Very often people just sleep off. But 15-20 minutes once or twice a day is good to just 
relax and rejuvenate. And then there is another kind of meditation. Now this is a generic word. It's not what meditation really means, but that's how it is. It is called as imagery, guided imagery. Now this is much in vogue. And lot of people have taken out their own brands, like my brand of pranayam, and then you have a royalty. But guided imagery is something which means use the mind's power of creating images, which we all know, to the advantage of the body and the life force by creating images, which will take you closer to the goal. For instance, one wants to. experience peace so start with this image conceive of a white light obviously you can't start conceiving black light flowing and creating peace so these are symbols images which are well known and imagine this light slowly coming down it's an image if somebody says it's imagination yes it is so does it mean imagination is not a tool try watching the television and see what effect it has none of this is real including the horror movie it has an effect we have no, we don't know how to use the power of imagination yes it is imagination but imagination can open a door so imagine a white light coming down into the brain ironing out all the creases bringing peace and light and then naturally it comes down to the eyes bringing peace and light to the eyes and sight peace and light to the head and thoughts peace and light to the eyes and sight it is tremendous calming effect peace and light to the ears and hearing peace and light to the senses and sensations nose taste touch everything you know and then one starts bringing this light down by the power of imagination peace and light in the mouth and speech so important peace and light in the throat and voice peace and light in the neck and the shoulders where we carry all the burden peace and light in the arms and hands peace and light in the lungs and the breathing peace and light in the heart and the heartbeats sometimes the heart begins to race use this method and tell the heart take it easy quiet quiet it will listen peace and light into the abdomen and the organs peace and light in the spine and the centers peace and light in the base and the seat peace and light in the legs and the feet
peace and light in the blood and the circulation. Peace and light in tissue, nerve and cell. Peace and light in my feelings and willings. Peace and light within and without. Peace and light in all with whom I am linked one way or the other. And peace and light through each other upon all this earth. Peace and light to the gods and the titans. Peace and light in the all the universes may all be filled with peace and light and sweetness and beauty and love and bliss. So the effect that you see now is partly also because it's time you are sleepy. So <laughs> I don't want to give credit to the meditation part. <laughs> well, that was to bring out everyone. Yeah, it is meditation. But if you pay $100 and take a course in it, <laughs> it will have more effect. <laughs> but see, it is as simple as that. It's a power of imagination that you use. It can also open a door. This meditation can be used both ways, for practical purposes and for spiritual purposes. How to use it for spiritual purposes? You want to find the psychic being. Don't know how to do it. Concentrate in the heart, where to concentrate, what to concentrate. So we can take one of the two, three imaginations. One image is that there is a fire burning in the depths and you want to go near it and as you go near it, it is drawing you further and further and further and you go deeper and deeper and deeper. This was one of my first images that I used for six months continuously. This was like going on inside. And we can do it all the time. Is a fire burning in the heart. Very soothing fire. It is the image of our miniature divinity. In this fire resides all the sweetness and the joy of life. This fire gives such a warmth that it heals all lonelinesses. We don't need somebody. This fire is all made up of the essence of love. Again, this is an image, very powerful image. Another image is uh, sitting before a door and you want to open it. You're pushing, pushing, pushing. Open the door, open the door. My method is used to be Ma, I can't open it. 
you open the door and you flood it with the light. Use this image. Third is you are going through a tunnel towards the end, seeking light. So many images. It could be a beautiful rose, deathless rose, golden rose. So all these are images. But this image will one day open the door. And when the door actually opens, then you discover that what really is it that you were seeking. So these are all images, imagery, guided imagery. There are several books written on it, cassettes available. Don't really need it. It requires the mind's ability to play with images. But not all can make images. So that's another problem. People who are too much analytical oriented, they find it very difficult to make images. Why? Every second moment the mind says, this is imagination. Of course, this is imagination. But is imagination, at one level, the whole creation is an imagination. (laughs) I mean, image, whole creation is an image. The tree I see in front of me is an image. I don't know what is reality. I see an image and I conjure, conceive it is reality. Senses are weaving images. What else they are weaving? Every sound that impacts my ear and I call it so real is an image. Of a different kind. So, but the analytical mind will is trained in such a way that it cannot conceive images. Immediately the moment it starts playing with images, see people who are very analytical oriented when they start meditating, say, I can't see anything but darkness. So this is a problem. Okay, fill the darkness with beautiful images. Anyways, this is one part of it. This is still in the realm of all that. You know, it's not really the real, real spiritual meditation. We have only touched the fringe. And lot of money is exchanged only for teaching this. So then starts what really is meditation. Where you are a little more involved. So there are three types of meditation. First of all, there are two things. Meditation and concentration. And contemplation. So meditation is of three types. One meditation is which is the easiest, most natural, but with least effects. It is to pick up an idea and let the mind run around it. God is. God is love. Love itself. Justice. Let the mind run around it. It's like you are writing an essay, but here it's not writing an essay in terms of a description. But the mind is running around. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? For instance. So when the mind runs around an idea, one example is, Who am I? Now you see the mind mind will meditate upon it. Am I this bundle of flesh? Am I really this bundle of flesh? Am I this bundle of flesh? Am I really all these desires? Then where are the thoughts? Am I all these thoughts, opinions, viewpoints that I so proudly and arrogantly believe is me? So who am I? Now you see what has happened. Picked up a string of words which are important and we are letting the mind run around it. Love, what is love? Is it love? That I experience. But here I, it's give and take. Is it really love? 
Is it love that parents give to their children? Is it love that a husband and wife feel for each other? Is it love that friends feel for each other? What really is the way the divine loves us? What is the love of the master for the disciple? The mind runs around it. So this one form of meditation, easiest, most natural. It also develops the mind to say the least. And it does have spiritual benefits because by concentrating in this way, meditating upon this way on a particular idea, letting the mind run, we prepare ourselves to open the door somewhere where we discover that truth that we are seeking. Another form of meditation is just to become a witness. Witnessing. All kinds of thoughts, feelings, impulses, they are coming, arising, going, passing off. Don't judge. For God's sake, don't judge. For your sake, don't judge. Judging is bad. When you judge yourself, you fix yourself within the limits of your judgment and don't give God a chance to redeem. When you judge others, it's even more dangerous. Don't judge. Just observe. Thoughts are arising, feelings are arising. Don't start flowing with it. Now here you are doing a different process. Normally you are letting the mind run along a certain thought. Here you are not letting it run around any thought. So when we begin to learn to witness Sakshi Bhav, it's a very powerful meditation to break the stream of thoughts, feelings, impulses that catch us, hold us. And if people practice it, then after some time you can see anger is coming. Witness. Don't say, oh, I, I am so horrible. No, nothing. It will come and pass away. Not to somebody else. Because if it goes through you, then it will go like a football or cricket. You will pass it to somebody else. It just pass to its universal. It has come from some universal plane, it will pass away. It hasn't found a receptive channel. It'll go to some other receptive channel. There are plenty. So we don't have to worry. So be a witness, Sakshi. The third is when we try to create a state of inner silence by actively pushing away. Thoughts are coming, but you have taken it that no, I just want the thoughts the way I have tried it, I can tell you. Otherwise, you have to push it away the moment they are entering. But when we know only what the divine wants me to think. So all kinds of thoughts begin to come and you see. No, no, this is not coming. It's not like you debate or discuss. You see it and you push it away gently. It's not a fight. It's a judoka. Do it as an art. When we do it as an art, then it's like wonderful. You deflect. A feeling is arising which you don't want and you just deflect it. So this is a third kind of meditation. This is the most powerful but the most difficult. This is the one which Shurvinda himself used to completely still the mind in three days time. But then there is something else called contemplation. Here you pick up a thought and hold it in the consciousness as a mother holds a baby in the womb, waiting for the thought to deliver the truth that it contains. So pick up an idea, contemplate upon it. 
All is the divine. Isha vasyamidam sarvam. All is in the divine. The divine is in all. The divine is all. Now this one idea. Shobindu said this is the most powerful idea. But one could pick up. And then contemplate. We don't know its meaning. What does it mean divine is in all? We don't know. We can form a concept. But it's not about concept. It's something about real. Get real. So when we start holding this idea and contemplate, here we are not letting the mind run like meditation. What does it mean all is in the divine? How can all be in the divine? Oh, okay, he is like this big and everything is inside. Not like that. Just the power of the idea. All is in the divine. The divine is in all. All is the divine. And as we contemplate, hold this idea within us, depending on our preparedness, one day the idea yields the reality which is it contains. So this is contemplation. Then we have concentration. It is a still more, it's a narrow but specialized process. Here what we do? We gather strings of consciousness. Meaning thereby, people say I can't concentrate, I can't concentrate. Why? Because there is no energy left to concentrate. Concentrate by meaning. You know in Hindi there is a nice term, Ekagrita. Ekagra. You gather everything together. Now if somebody is very tired, one is exhausted, one's energy, how you will concentrate? Because there is nothing left to concentrate. Or if we have tied the strings of consciousness to all kinds of things, people, situations, again we can't concentrate. We have to first take it off. There is a little story about three men who tried to row a boat whole night. But when they woke up, they ultimately got exhausted. They fell asleep. When they woke up, they found they are in the same place. So the boatman came and said, What are you people doing? I don't know. Wow, whole night we were trying, but nothing happened. It's a very, but you have not untied the boat. You have to untie it. How can it go anywhere? So that's why we see in the Gita process like Nishkam Karma. What what happens? We untie it from all the... Where are we tied? This result, that expectation, this human being, this smile, this rejection, this acceptance, all kinds of things. So we have to untie it. Then only concentration blossoms. Otherwise we may sit and... Uh, I have concentrated, but cannot. There is nothing to concentrate. So first we must gather the strings of consciousness. Meaning thereby we have to see how we are throwing away energy uselessly. One common way is chatter, monkey habit, which we have not yet got over. So you see, when people meet, they must chatter and chatter and chatter and then gossip. After some time, both are exhausted. They get energy initially, but that energy is of a very low inferior kind. Most of the time, people love to gossip about others and they get the rush of paraninda. And if somebody has done good to them, then even more joy they take in speaking ill and gossiping about that person. <laughs> this is this is Swarsh and Vidya Sagars. As he says, Shirobindo says, it was like a last final verdict on human nature. That 
X heard from Y that A was criticizing X. Y tells X, you know, A was criticizing you so much. So X says, but I have not done any good to him. Mark the pun. It may sound very strange. But you know, when you do good to people, what happens? It's not that don't go do good to people. But understand the psychology of humanity. When you do good to people, they expect from you more good. <laughs> so now, if one day you don't do good, that goes registered. <laughs> it's the same way. God gives us so much joy. We don't count it. One moment of pain. See? He's cruel. He's this, that. So same thing applies. If you don't do good to anyone, I am again saying no, we must do good. But must understand, if you are doing good, be prepared for criticism <laughs> because you can't maintain your own standard of doing good. All the time, Mama, today you have not made good food. You make it every day. क्या हो गया आपको ये क्या खाना बनाया बच्चे रोज बन रहा है यू आर ईटिंग एंड जस्ट वॉकिंग अवे नॉट इवन एक्नोलॉजिंग बट वन डे सो यू सी इट्स कॉल्ड एज ए फाइनल जजमेंट शिविंद पास ए फाइनल जजमेंट ऑन ह्यूमन नेचर फाइनल वर्डिक्ट ऑन ह्यूमन नेचर ऑब्जर्व इज सो स्ट्रेंज सो वी मस्ट वेन वी कंसेंट्रेट वी मस्ट नो दैट वी शुड नॉट बी थ्रोइंग आउट एनर्जीज through gossip through chatter through all kinds of things then when the energy is there inside then we concentrate so we can concentrate on one of the there are several centers but the two or three most recommended centers are one is in the heart what is meant by a center ultimately there is nothing personal it's all universal the only thing personal if we have is soul it belongs to the eternal so that's the only and personal in this sense is also not personal personal <laughs> it is personal belonging to the eternal individual true individual all else nothing is personal my nature my character my habit it's universal how do we take it make it become personal now see the magic of nature maya what does maya do she out of this brings something inside and ties a knot this knot is so tight that it stays inside and say this my it's like some people saying this my ear if you breathe i'll charge you money already i believe some places water has started getting sold so this is how we make something which is universal we make it personal half an hour of sunlight please pay me money <laughs> poor son must be wondering kya kya karte people have sold air of orville mother named it as miracle air of orville plant flower its name is miracle and mother said air of orville it's a miracle which is so beautiful you breathe that air in so wonderful somebody had an ingenious idea and not going to say which great country where everything can be sold and after some time the air of oroville was packaged in a bottle and sold for 10 dollars you can do this so 
everything is universal, but I there is a not, and it is. We think it's me, it's mine. That's the whole game plan. So within this knot, now we want to open the knot because if it if this is me, then there is no hope of change or anything. So where I should open? If I open at the wrong place, then I'll have all that universal currents belonging to that layer entering me. Imagine if I open the navel center. So what is in the navel center? All kinds of lusts and ambition. So I may become a sumo wrestler, but with all those things rushing into me. People who practice Kundalini try this way. This is a danger. When you try to raise from below upward. Of course, they don't try to open. No, it opens because of the force of the awakening. So the recommended centers are, one is in the heart where the creator resides. So this is safe. When you open anything below heart is risky. <laughs> Things above heart are safe. <laughs> So when one opens the center, after one concentrates, concentrates. So how to concentrate? We can't concentrate on something abstract. So we have again, we can take the help of an image, a name, a mantra, ma, 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 image of the Divine Mother. And with the help of this concentration, at one point of time, the knot breaks. So what happens when the knot breaks? Beautifully described in one of the Upanishads. Vidyanti, Hridhranti, Chidyanti, Sarvasanshaya. All doubts vanish when the heart strings are cut asunder. When you pierce through it, all doubts vanish. After that, whatever people may, you, you know it. It's not about, uh, you know, nobody, even if the whole world doesn't believe in the divine, even if in your own life, everything is turning topsy-turvy. But yet, you know that the divine exists. Or one can concentrate in the Agya Chakra. This is called Rith Chakra. Some solar plexus. Anywhere in the center of the chest. Don't make God a slave to a technique. If you make it, it's a problem area. Because God responds to our faith. If you say, no, only if you concentrate here, then God will respond. God comes and gets crammed up here. Now you can't start deviating here and there. Anywhere in the chest. You are in search of the infinite. He resides here. Is the center of our being. That's why instinctively when people ask, Who are you? If you have to make a gesture, what do you say? I am so and so. You don't say, I am so and so. If you do this, people will say, Have you gone crazy? You don't beat your stomach and say, I am so and so. They will send you to the lunatic asylum nearby. Simply say, I am so and so. Instinctively. Because this is the place where the divine is divined. Or we can concentrate on this center. It is the center of knowledge and will. And if this center opens, again, help of a mantra, help of an image, a luminous form. If this center opens, suddenly we get access to a subliminal knowledge. Knowledge which is otherwise hidden. You start a kind of, not true intuition, but things like that can start happening. Knowledge and will. What should be done? How to do it? This is a common center used in yogic practices. But because of this inherent danger, because 
once this it's still a center of the mind so if you are actually wanting to see a particular image that image will be shown to you so the problem of this center is this that's why it's not good always to say if this happens opens you will have first stage you will see this next stage you will see this mind can start forming things another center is anywhere in the head upwards turned upward and their upward can be above the head outside the head very beautiful concentration think of the mother here her feet pressing upon this hard lid bringing peace and silence and one day this lid thins and vanishes what happens then there is a rush of experiences rush of knowledge intuition inspiration revelations initially they will be all mixed because if the aadhar is not shuddh they will come and get mixed up and when they get mixed up initially people can go stray so that's why in every yogic process purification is a first necessity without purification if any of these centers opens and we enter into the universal consciousness and all these experiences they can be very disorienting acha wala aadmi tha he was you know somebody's husband somebody's wife and suddenly he say i am an avatar and you can't then tell anything to that man because now you know everybody will start doing fulmala also then he will also start a you know what is that passport new country his own country <laughs> he'll have a new kailash somewhere i'll make you superman in one minute and there a lot of people will buy this stuff by the way because everybody wants quick mcdonald's divine in a mcdonald's pizza oh this is good this will be done in a moment and then the mind is kept made captive because then the person is used by forces of a tremendous kind much beyond his own scope not only the gods but also the titans so that's why purification that's why in shobindo's yoga you will not see much about yamaniyam satvik nature is very good it's good to create satvik consciousness in the nature then there is at least a basic purification it's called satu sansuddhi purification has nothing to do with morning 3 o'clock i got up and i take bath with cold water then i sit in dhoti put a tikka and then i sit for meditation that's not purification very often it is deification see i do all these things purification is to live in moderation don't become a slave to desire do things in the right way at the right place in the right time so all this satvik nature satya sansuddhi get into the habit of reading every day swadhyaya forgiveness shama driti steadfast whatever we have decided stay with it steadfast regularity punctuality all these things ishwar pranidhan when the wise ones when they are there in front of them humility all these are aspects of satya sansuddhi beautifully described in the gita it's good to keep on doing that with nature so that when this higher illumination enters this field it finds a field which is ready of course there is a higher purification which is a later thing which happens but in this yoga that apart from satya sansuddhi the real purification is when the psychic being this door opens and steps in the front 
So Shurabindra speaks about concentration in the heart center and above, either in the head or above. One can do on all both of them together. In fact, one can concentrate on every center, but at least one of them or either of them or both of them, whatever comes naturally. So these are the ways and to that mother acts at something like a master stroke. So we started this way that God is not a slave to technique. What is he looking for? He is looking for that sincere aspiration in the heart and he responds to that. That is the problem. <laughs> problem in the sense, you may sit for hours, but if inside you are wanting to play the fool with God, he will behave as if you are fooling him, which is the most dangerous thing to happen in the world. Concealing an ambition. I want God, I want union with God. Inside, I will also become a yogi. Swamiji, lot of people will see, start thinking I am very great human being. I will become a yogi. He is, nothing is hidden from the divine. Huh? So, one is doing concentrating hours. Bhagwan mil jai, Bhagwan mil jai. Kya hoga Bhagwan mil ke? Main yogi ban jaunga. Achha, thik hai. Thir, Bhagwan aise behave karega ki tu ban jai yogi. Dikhata abhi. Kya hota hai? People also put names before them. Yogi is so and so. Look at Shurabindo. That is something which I just love about him. Many things. He is so lovable. But look at this. He doesn't even write yogi before his name. Forget about thousand eight times yogi. Nothing. Shurabindo, by the way, is his full name. Sri is not an epithet, honorific. His full name is Shurabindo. It has a power in the occult worlds. So, people asked, Maharashi, this, that. He said, Shuddha Sri is fine. So, one doesn't have to declare any of these things. This is an inner process. It's not a identification, identity and now onwards I will publish Yogi Raj so and so, Maharashi so and so. God will make such a fool you will say ah, I have become and then you know the day you have a problem and people expect Maharishi to cure with a magic wand and poor fellow doesn't know where to go because all this was a great world and divine is amused he is saying now you will be on line I have broken the heart shell of the ego so be very humble before the divine he knows our heart and he responds to what is in the heart so, mother uses this word called dynamic meditation. So, what is dynamic meditation? She speaks about aspiration, climbing from the heart. What is it that we are really seeking from the divine? Worldly riches, non-starter. To become a yogi, non-starter. Help humanity, non-starter. Divine for the sake of the divine. Just imagine. I want mother. Who else is there to really want? Why? Because she can give this, that. No, no, no. She will give. 
she may give may not give it's up to her but i want mother just to be her child is all i want to be her slave to be her sandals below her feet to be the dust below her feet let the world call me mad ji chahe to shisha ban ja ji chahe paimana shisha paimana kya banna मैं बन जा मैं खाना बन जा मैं बनकर मैं खाना बनकर हस्ती से बेगाना बन जा हस्ती से बेगाना बनने से अच्छा है दीवाना बन जा रूह की आंख का सुरमा बन जा खा के दरे जाना ना बन जा सीख जहीन के दिल से जलना काहे को हर शम्मा पे जलना अपनी आग में खुद जल जाए तू ऐसा परवाना बन जा ईगो कंप्लीटली डिजॉल्व सो वेन वी सीक द डिवाइन फॉर द सेक ऑफ द डिवाइन नॉट बिकॉज ऑफ वॉट ही विल गिव वेल इट इज अंडरस्टूड वेन द डिवाइन इज विद यू डू वी हैव टू वरी योग क्षेम वहा में हम वेन ही इज देयर विद अस इट इज द एक्सपीरियंस ऑफ एवरी बडी यूज ऑन द वे बट वी डोंट सीक हिम फॉर ऑल दैट ही कैन गिव we seek him because there is nothing else none else worth seeking in this life does it mean we cut off from everybody no seek him in all things that's what yagnolk said one does not love the wife for the sake of the wife but for the sake of the self one does not love the country for the sake of the country but for the sake of the self in everybody everything seek him he is hidden behind a mask where are you hiding behind this mask of anger it doesn't look nice seek him it is the best way also to help the person then the divine will do whatever he has to do seek him within why because there is nothing else worth seeking when we have reached this stage then we must know the great truth applies he who chooses the infinite has been chosen by the then it is finished we are finished finished for good and that is the happiest moment of life we are carrying all the time the burden on our head i have to do i have to do i must do something i must do something then the divine steps forward and tells us chill out i am there then we reach that point where the divine holds her hands and says arjun this that hundred things you are thinking what will happen to bhishma what will happen to drona what will happen to this that sarva dharman parityajya mam ekam sharanam raja aham tva sarva papebhyo mokshishami masucha in the closing somebody asked shurbindo sahanadi i don't know how to meditate but every time i sit i just imagine myself in the mother's lap shurbindo says that is one of the best possible forms of meditation neither shurbindo nor sahanadi patented it for a number of dollars and published it as a new technique thank you meditating in the lap of the divine mother thinking imagining she says and he says it is 
one of the best possible forms of meditation okay i think we have gone beyond 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 and we can just call it a post walk day thank you